What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino over there, wearing many hats and beanies. Uh, what's going on, in Casino? One would say it's madness. March Madness? No, that was fail. Fail. All right. Well, welcome in, everybody. Uh. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> Uh, Casino, this is the What's first up? time I've seen you since the wedding we both went to. Mm-hmm. Uh, how was the wedding on your end? Because I will tell you on my end, I got uh, maybe top three most shit face I've ever got in my life. Uh, I so had a blast. really good for me. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I had a blast. Um, kind of made that uh, anniversary trip. Since the ladies, the wife and I's one year anniversary is here in in April, beginning of April, and uh, we don't have really time during that month, so yeah, we splurged. We stayed where we overlooked the ocean. It cost a lot of money, but it was nice. We had our own <laughs> private balcony. Uh, between the two of us, we ate no joke, literally probably a slice shy of an entire cheesecake throughout the weekend. Um, <laughs> it was awesome. Um, I did drink a lot at the wedding, but I didn't drink as much as you did. You were what I was when we were at our other friend's wedding. Was one of the most complete drunks I've ever been in my life. And it's because, oh, open bar is great when you do like beer and wine. But when you do open bar and it's full liquor. Yeah. And and, and it's not like a limit. They didn't have a two-hour limit or a three-hour limit. No, it was five hours of open bar drinking. (laughs) I I can't. I think... I like was doing the math in my head after I think in that what like five four four hour window I want to say I think I drank like 12 bourbon and cokes dude you're undermining yourself or undermining (laughs) uh, underselling yourself 12 no you it was 12 before you blacked out buddy that's true but I did not finish my last one so no because the waitresses came and picked up all the drinks that were left on the table Yes, but, but no, I know my look, wife. You, but you know what? You you handled it very well. Even though you were completely blacked out drunk, you were <laughs> not crazy. You weren't slurring. You weren't falling over. You you were just, no. your light switch went off. I could see it in your eyes. You weren't there. Yeah. Uh, I think only twice in my life have I blacked out from drinking. Both times have been around you. Do you remember the, the first time? time? Um, you have a picture to remember this moment. Oh, was it the bas- uh our buddy's bachelor party? No, it was not. Okay. Oh, pff. yeah, it was at my house, at my backyard of my house. Yes, it was. Yes, yes, it was. And that was, I mean, that one is excusable because I was you, like, you were doing what? my little brother we like solid. nineteen. I no, we no. had to have been no, no, 19, we were twenty. We we were of age. No, we were of age. No, no, I, I know this specifically because I didn't start drinking that heavily until I was of age or when I was in college. No, you're right. We were probably about 18, 19, 20. It was like when I first yeah. started college. That was but before. Don't worry, we did it safe. We did it at my parents' residence in the backyard. It was all fine. Um, yeah. was, that, was that the night that they were there? Yeah, it was. I think they yeah, were there. Parents, yeah, they were there. They were there that night. They had a, they had a break up a fight. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> They had to break up a fight. Uh, you have a picture of me laying in your bed, passed out with a uh, with a man 
Uh, well, one of one of our good friends from yeah, one of our good friends from uh, uh, high school, Filipino, big bodybuilder kind of uh, mentality. So he's like three times the size of Will BJ. It says Will. I want to say doesn't matter. BJ BJ Will. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he he thought it'd be funny to strip down to his skivvies and uh, spoon (laughs) BJ while he was on the on the bed. But again, you know what? It was you did you did you did a solid because my little brother was too young to drink at that time. He was so if we were around there that age, he was like 13, 14, something like that, and he wanted to play (laughs) beer pong with us. So BJ did all the drinking for him, and they sucked. So yeah, yeah, that was a good time. Anyway, that was no, good I had times. a blast. I had a blast. Um, no, great wedding. So to, to, great to, wedding. to start Shout out, out to I Keaton. mean, also, also to you already know now. Um, to throw that out there, I had a good time because I was able to drink a lot because I had a designated DD, even though I still drove, but I was safe because uh, I didn't get yeah, like no, you shit faced. We um, Ubered. Me and my wife both knew we were going to yeah, get shit faced. No, we were like, the wife cut Uber me off day. at a certain point because she didn't want to have to drive my truck, and I understood, so we were good. <laughs> um, well, yeah, the wife didn't drink, so I had to drink for two, actually three. I'm expecting again another child, yay, because this is going to be so fantastic. Because the first one doesn't keep us up all night with and <laughs> yeah. ruin the podcast, so let's do two. Exactly. And no, but no, it was child... it was it was an absolute blast of a wedding. I had I, that was one of my favorite wedding trips in a long time. The only one better, like destination wedding, was our other buddies, Tom's, and that's because oh, yeah. that's because I blacked out. Hawk, I'm sorry, you had a beautiful wedding as well, Leah. Great, but no, no. What is Tom, it? Tom, I, Tom as someone who's had a wedding at this point, and you, you want to know what's funny? Tom and Keaton, the people that ha- the two people out of our group that have the most money. Not much, but they have the most money between the entire group chat at the two best uh, because they had open liquor bars. <laughs> yeah, dude, uh, Tom. Uh, uh, yeah. And our friend group, Tommy Keaton, one and two. Thank you. I mean, one and going... two. I, we won't we won't tell you which one's which. No, but yeah, someone who's <sighs> had a wedding, those sh- that shit's expensive and they fucking went all out. Uh, but yeah, uh, also shout out eight to minutes wife of wonderful. Who, talking i love it it's great <laughs> shout out <sighs> to my wife who had to take care of drunk me and by take care of drunk me uh that means uh handling a vomit situation oh uh, you did you ended up vomiting did you vomit in the uber no the lift? i vomited in the front of the airbnb and then in the sink of the airbnb and <laughs> but that was it and you know what I vomited, which meant the next day I was pretty good. I was like fine the rest of the day. Uh, yeah. So well, going on the other wedding that we got shit faced at together, um, <laughs> that that other wedding, we both puked on the drive home because it was a windy road. So you did the puking the second day on the last wedding. Yeah, but that and was probably because think... of, you know what that that was because of me though because I started puking and then you got sick watching me puke. But in both of our defenses, I don't think either of us would have puked if that road was literally not just like two, two and a half hours of literally just winding just back S-curves. and forth. Like, yeah. yeah, like that was that was the only reason I think either of us puked. Uh, if it was just well, a normal that, no, drive. No, that's 100% because that's what, that's what I told you. I mean, we were uh, all really good to that little town and we got the lunch and we were starting to feel better. And then I got sick on the, the windy part after. Anyway, 
good times. This is a sports podcast. So, but hi, eight minutes of wedding talk. I mean, Nine. that's the that's how you want to do it. Uh, <laughs> but casino. Not only was madness. our weekend madness, but so was the basketball. Uh, so we're going to talk about March Madness. I've been watching. I mean, I've watched a good handful of the games. I think. Is there a sport where the regular season matters less than college basketball? I mean, yes and no. I mean, because you got to still make the tournament. You still have to make the tournament because there's a lot of good teams out there. That's why they have a secondary tournament, the NIT. There's a lot of teams that are right there on the bubble that can make it in. So the regular season does matter because you still have to win your conference tournament or you can get the at-large bid. But you saw it a lot in uh, um, uh, people had like teams had good records and then they don't get into either the NIT or the um, big turn just because they're a strength of schedule. So, yeah, I guess I, I mean, you, you could say regular season doesn't matter as much, but you still have to win your tournament to get in. You have to get the at-large bid to get in. But once it gets into the actual March Madness bracket, the official NCAA tournament, wild, wild. That's why winning a perfect bracket is absolutely almost impossible. And it was first day. First day got knocked to under less than 1% of over two, or like 22 million brackets filled out. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think, off of like ESPN, I think. I And at this point, there's like zero brackets, right? Like it was like. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. I, I don't think there's anything, anybody left. Which is, which is shocking, but it's also one of those things where it's like understandable because. Uh, Let's just go through the upsets, Casino. Who do you? I mean, obviously the oh, the, uh, the Purdue, the Purdue uh, FDU, FDU. Yeah, uh, I don't know how to say their name. Like for Dickinson, something. They're they're a team out of New Jersey, um, which has got a cool actual like city name. It's a uh, uh, Hackensack, New Jersey. I like that. Damn, I like Hackensack, Hackensack New Jersey. That yeah, is Hackensack. That rolls off that, the tongue. That's fun. Um, but yeah, no, uh, <laughs> shit. That was, that was the best one. Absolutely. Um, but to, so I guess to start that, uh, before we'll roll into it, they did have, they had to play in cause you had the first four, um, they upped the tournament from 64 to 60, uh, 64 to 68 teams uh, a few years back, whatever it was. So there's four games playing, playing games. So you're still made the tournament, but you have to do playing games. And they went against Texas, um, Texas Southern, and they crushed them, 84-61, um, uh, obliterated them. And then, so with that, they roll into uh, they roll into the first round matchup against Purdue, who I picked in my bracket. <laughs> I picked to win the whole goddamn thing was Purdue. <laughs> um, they're playing great, uh, but yeah. Um, it's only the second time in NCAA history where a 16 seed beats a number one seed, uh, which is absolutely phenomenal for them. They did lose in the next round against FAU, but that's another team that uh, I'm happy with. They're the I think they're the last highest seed. No, Princeton. We'll get into Princeton, but they're they're a nine seed. They're crushing it as well. But uh, yeah, so I mean, kind of. How do you how do you want to roll with this? 
Uh, just keep I mean, going through all the I mean, we could just jump around. There's no yeah. real... So like, let's go with all the first go, round stuff first. Uh, there, so game yeah, by so game would the, be too much. So just, yes. yeah, do a general overview of well, it. Well, I've picked out a few that I want to talk about. Obviously, Princeton. Uh, Princeton against Arizona in the first round. They won 59-55. to 55, Looked fantastic. And they just beat Missouri as well. Um, and whoop, here it is. Um, so this is the going into a 15 versus a seven seed. Um, this is Princeton beating Missouri is the first uh, Ivy League over a SEC, SEC team since 1942. Jesus. So, yeah. Uh, that's a pretty awesome win for them. Um, so they still have to go, and they still have to um, – who do they got next here? Uh, they got Creighton. Um, we'll see. And Creighton's only a sixth seed, so we'll see if they can keep going um, and get them get themselves into um, an Elite Eight situation. Uh, oh, yeah. Yep, an elite situation, which they do play today. I have it pulled up literally right here because I didn't have that written down, um, all the scheduling. If you're interested, um, obviously, we're going to try to put this out today, uh, this podcast. Princeton does play tonight. Oh, it will be out today. 6 p.m. Pacific time, um, that game. We also we start off with the team that I hope loses, SDSU against (laughs) Alabama. and then you have Miami versus Houston and Xavier. Wait, versus you Texas. would you would rather root for San Diego State than Alabama? No, I want Alabama. Well, I don't know. Dude, oh, I don't know. No, I don't know. I think I might go San Diego State this time, just to represent the Mountain West, because um, I don't like Alabama. Going into the next round, if it's Princeton or Creighton, yeah, I would obviously cheer for one of those two teams, but I don't like Alabama. All in all, yeah. Uh, but speaking about Alabama. They're the number one overall seed. They're doing well, and they're showing why. Their first two games, they've won by over 20 points each. Um, so they're cruising. They got SDSU today. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, let's see. It, what other fun ones do, do I want to Do you feel about? like it's hard to root for Princeton? Because technically, they're the lowest seed left. But it's like an Ivy school or an Ivy League school, you know, it's like Princeton. It's like No, uh, I want to I, I don't care. I want to see them go all the way. I want to see a 15 <laughs> seed win the national tournament, which would be absolutely absolutely mind-blowing. It would it would destroy the tournament. And I would kind of be happy about that. That would be fun. Um so as yeah, I was but saying, the, look pretty good. I they think They have. I don't know if Princeton, but then again, Princeton, like you said, beat Arizona and Missouri. I don't know, but then again, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Creighton's There's only, just something Creighton's about winning Princeton. the first like, the, their yeah. first two games. Creighton only won by nine each. One against NC State, who was an eleven seed, and then against Baylor, who was a three seed. So they're not crushing teams; they're they're battling. So I don't know. Um, and then, like I said, Princeton crushed Missouri seventy eight sixty three. So I I just feel, and they beat number two Arizona by four. So I think yeah. Princeton's got the upper edge. I think they're, but you know, will the Cinderella story fall? I don't know. Um, and then, so kind of going back to where I was talking about the FDU, it was awesome to see FDU beat Purdue, even though that's who I had on my bracket. Um, <laughs> in the second game, uh, you had them play FAU, the Owls. And this is cool. Those damn Owls. Uh, 
the FAU, this is only their second appearance in the NCAA tournament. Their first time being in 1993. They did not win a, a game that year. So they've won their first two NCAA tournaments this year. Um, one being against Memphis, which they only won by one. It was a close game. But then uh, then they beat FDU um, 78-70. So kudos to them. Now they get to play Tennessee. Um We'll see how that turns out, but, or not. Uh, well, no, no, they, they already just, beat Tennessee. Yes, they did yeah. beat Tennessee. That's what I mean. They beat Tennessee. Uh, I meant Kansas State, which leads me into one of my favorite stories so far about the NCAA tournament is Kansas State. The Kansas State versus Michigan State game yesterday was just absolutely top-tier, phenomenal game. You said you watched this game, right? I watched this one, and then I watched the uh, Gonzaga-UCLA game right after it, which was fucking crazy. And, like, you, I don't really, for colleges, I don't really have a team, but I guess if I did have a team, it would be UCLA because that was always, like, kind of, like, the dream school that I always wanted to go to. I like the colors. It wouldn't be UNLV. We're from Vegas. No. I could have gotten into UNLV. (laughs) <laughs> but he was I did get to go to UNLV. I got in and went. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're yeah, doing my... a podcast together. So see well, it, it it amounted to nothing, Casino. <laughs> well, uh, unfortunately your UCLA got knocked out by Gonzaga. So wow. Dude, wah. did you see the end of this game? The, the Gonzaga game? Yeah, the Gonzaga yeah, the... UCLA game. I don't know. This happens so much in NBA. This is one of the few times I've seen it in college football or in college basketball. When a team is down by one or two, why the play design is set up for a three-point shot. I will never understand it. I don't get it. It's like a difficult, you know, a a more difficult shot, obviously, than a one or two point. The, 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 the shot the Gonzaga kid hit for the three, like that was almost at the logo. Like, yeah, dear no, lord, in, what a fucking in, brass ball! That was an shot. insane shot. That was crazy. Uh, but no, I do agree with you. Whenever a team is down only two or one, and all you need is just a bucket, some try to go for yeah. the win when you when you're down two. I get that, whatever. But force overtime. Go for the easy. Go drive the lane because they're gonna try to stop. This is my mentality. If I was a coach. They're going to try to stop you. They're going to do whatever they can to try to stop you driving the lane and scoring that bucket to tie it or win it if it's you're only down by one. Yeah. Worst case scenario, they're they going to foul you for them. Like, yeah. Off, off, yeah, they're going to foul you. Like, you know, you're going to go hard. They're going to try to block you hard. If you don't hit it, you don't hit it. That's better than, though, trying to draw a foul than just hitting a three, which is a harder shot yeah. percentage. Don't get it. In don't the understand NBA, it. I'm with you on that. The NBA, I don't understand it at all because most of these guys, like most of the guys on the court in the last 30 seconds of a game, they're like an 80% free throw shooter or better. In college basketball, like who fucking knows what your free throw percentage is going to be, but your mid-range game is got to be, you know, pretty damn good to be on a team like Gonzaga or UCLA. So why the fuck are you like... Why the fuck is your play design get it to our best player five feet beyond the three-point line? Like, I mean, in this instance, it worked, (laughs) but it's like, I don't fucking understand it. Like, when he jacked up that shot, I was like, 
what are you doing? And then it fucking went in. So fuck. Well, me, they were but... tied at that point, yeah. right? Uh, I be- yeah, they were 76, 76. Yeah. And then it was like, they had, I think it was 12 seconds left or something like that. Cause yeah, it was UCLA... good defense. I mean, UCLA just, just didn't let them get well, down. I felt bad. I felt bad for that kid on UCLA who he was dribbling down there trying to create like yeah, the, space and get a shot turnover. and then he got the ball stripped from him. Oof, yeah, the turnover. That's got to be fucked. That's got to oh, be Oh yeah, rough. no. He he that ultimately lost him the game. That's rough. That's yeah. that's bad. Um Ugh. So, with that game out of the way though, oh, also Arkansas did beat Kansas number 1. That was not as a memorable game for me as this next one, which was last night, K State, Michigan State, absolutely yeah, great. Went into went to overtime. Um, so there's two big stories coming out of this game um, that kind of highlight the whole tournament so far. Um, well, not the whole tournament, but uh, Michigan State lost, and their coach Tom Izzo comes out and is basically he just he didn't basically he said the word he said lucky. He calls some of their shots lucky. He tried to give them credit to start. He was like, "Yeah, you know, they made they made some tough shots, and you know, they they had a score when they did, or something like that." I'm paraphrasing that part, but then he was like, "Yeah, some of those were luck," or he's like, "Called them lucky," and he's taking a lot of heat for that for going out and calling calling those few shots three pointers lucky. What what is your take on that? Do you agree with luck, or do you just like, hey, just play better? Well, I don't know. It's always so weird. Again, the difference between professionals and college athletes, it's always so fucking weird when it's college coaches like calling out players on the other team because it's like, oh, what? Tom Izzo's got to be fucking in his late 60s at this point. Like, so an almost 70-year-old man like being like, these 18-year-olds on the other team, like they got lucky, like whatever. Like it just always seems like, okay grandpa like let's calm down like you lost like you've been here way more like just decade wise than these kids have been like i don't know maybe just give them their flowers like it's not like again at the end of the press conference you're obviously pissed because you lost the game but it's also like nothing you say will change the outcome of the game so why are you not just being like great i feel great for the kansas state players like you know We'll get them next and, year, like that kind of thing. Like I totally agree. Uh, but you know what? I think that they it wasn't lucky. They just played good. One player yeah. in particular. Well, that was the thing. Gonna... I don't even know what shots they're talking about. Well, like show me the play where it was like that was a lucky shot. Like Yeah, ugh. no, they just got they just got outworked and uh, Yeah. The main goes there we go. Anyway, so was the Kansas State player who set an N double C or NC double C NCAA record last night for the most assists. I'm talking about Marquis. Don't bark, mailman just came. Marquis Noel had an amazing game, set an NCAA record with 19 assists, but he didn't just stop there. He no, no, he did not just stop there. Um, my dog's about to go crazy. Rodney, get over here. Thank you. Um, he had can't you can you wait? Uh, he also had twenty points, which was great. He was two for six from behind the arc, four for four from the free throws, three rebounds, but he also had five steals. 
he had a game for the ages. Like this is going to go down as one of the best games a single player in NCAA tournament has ever played. Um, not only setting the assist record at 19, but he went seven for 18, 20 points, four for four from yeah. the line. This five steals is outstanding. Um, offensive rebound, two defensive rebounds. The dude was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I, they just kind of outworked. This guy crushed it, absolutely crushed it. And then, I mean, coming off the really guy, you also had uh, Johnson with 22 points. And uh, I can never say his name right. Uh, Masood. I've been trying to follow Kansas State a little bit um, since their previous yeah. game. Uh, Masood, so. but he yeah, he came Masood, yeah, whatever. He came out. And he had 15 points, uh, three for six from or four for six from behind the arc. So they just they had a good game. They just had a good game. Also, Kansas State had five turnovers. Michigan State had uh, 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 let's say eighteen, yeah, thirteen turnovers. Like, yeah. Again, when you're outplayed you know plus, plus, and plus, sorry, plus Michigan State, um, they got to the line a shit ton. Uh, Kansas State fouled twenty four times. I knew that I knew that Kansas State fouled a little bit more, but I didn't know that it was almost ten more. It was eight more fouls. Like that's absolutely insane. And you know they only they did eighteen for twenty two. You know, good, but yeah, you know you're so giving those. You, you all better, you better the, hit them. When all the stats and the, what is it? All the things you need to win are in your favor. And then it's still a game that goes into OT. And then you win by what it was. Oh shit. Oh yeah. They, they, they beat him. They beat him in literally every stat. The only one they didn't was field goal percentage was uh, Kansas state had a better field goal percentage. um, But Michigan state still had a 50% or 49% field goal percentage. Kansas, uh, K State, they just ended up having 56. Like they just played a little bit better. You shot better from behind the arc, Michigan, but it was it was a close yeah. game. But the the one thing that highlights the most outside of the fouls, which obviously didn't seem to be much of a factor, was the assists. By he just crushed it and the steals, the turnovers. Like that, it was yeah. such a great game. Well, and you just still, the if you're. Your Kansas State, you still win the game by Sorry. five. And it's not like you won on a shot that was like the Kawhi Leonard, like four bounces on the rim and then goes in to win the game. It's like, that's not how you, you won yeah. by dominating the other team. So who first, who do you uh, want to win the tournament right now? Who do I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trumping you. I'm going who I think is going to win the tournament, who I think is going to win the tournament is going to be Alabama. They're just absolutely crushing teams. They're beating teams by 20 points uh, their first two games. They look they look absolutely dominant. Um, I would say either Alabama or... I know it's cliche to say the other number one seed, Houston, but Houston was number one for a good portion of this season um, in the overall rankings. Uh, so was Texas, but like going back and forth. Um, I would either say Alabama or Houston, but I would have to pick Alabama. Well, um, also has the best shooter in the in the league, right? Or no, yeah. no, he loans no, a I, shot out. What's up? He loans a shot out. There Alabama. It is. <laughs> <You're> so stupid. <laughs> <sighs> I can't believe I fell for that. And now, who do you want to win, Casino? I, I hate because you, I, I agree know. with you. I mean, Houston, Alabama—they're clearly the two best teams left. 
but obviously we've seen upsets can happen. So who do you hope upsets them to win the tournament? Are you really going to pick Princeton right now? Whoa, easy. You don't know me. <laughs> I mean, would it be cool to see Princeton do it? Yes, because I would like the story of a 15 crushing and winning the tournament. Doubt that that's going to happen. I mean, they've looked good. They look good. Could I think they make the final four? Possibly. I, I really think they possibly could because the teams that they beat, they beat, like I said, they beat Arizona. They did it in pretty good fashion. And then they, they stomped, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, Missouri. I was about to say Memphis. They, they stomped Missouri. But I think the team that uh, I might actually want to win, the whole thing is Kansas State. Not Ooh. just because of the wonderful historic thing that they did last night. I thought that was cool. Obviously, also, if FAULs did, that'd be neat. But, you know, th- those are a given. Those are a given. Small school, 15 seed, Ivy League school. Everybody's going to cheer for that. But yeah, uh, can't, Kansas State University. Reason why I don't like Kansas, right, straight up Kansas University. Or <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't like Kansas. They're awful. But I have a fun tie with Kansas State University. Um, kind of going back to being shit faced, um, the most top three, probably number one, the most shit faced I've ever been at a UNLV running rebel basketball game was playing Kansas state university. They, it was when the rodeo was in town. So it was like the rodeo road trip is what we call it here. Uh, they were playing at the Orleans arena. Um, I don't remember the entire game. I, I remember getting to my seat, and then I remember the last two minutes of the game. And that is not a joke. 100% blacked out because I thought it would be a smart idea to chug. I, already after drinking at the bar beforehand, I chug one and a half four locos before going into the game. And I'm sure that somebody bought me a beer in there. I don't recall. But, yeah, I came too. And um, I don't remember if we won that game or lost that game. Uh, still to this day, I never looked it up because I think it's a fun story. So they just have a special place in my heart. And I think Kansas State University could do it. And because if they do make the final, I'm going to get completely blackout drunk in honor of them. Wow. <laughs> and you know what? You're going to get blackout drunk on the podcast. We we should have a, a drunk episode. But we both, I feel like we both would have to be drunk. But then, how would well, here's you the do thing it? we've tried to do a drunk episode where we did one of the late night show. We actually have a clip of it, whichever, whichever episode that was, where the very ending you decided to post like the last five minutes of our debacle. That is true. Yes. Yeah. I was completely hammered. I forgot hammered. about that. We do I have one know. of that. <laughs> I was completely hammered. um um, because i I had done a minor drinking at work we we taste as we go we we have new things in and whatnot so i wasn't going from zero when i got home but when i got home i got into my liquor cart and uh one thing led to another and before we started the episode i was and by the time we finished that episode i was uh well done yeah it was it was great. Oh no, wait, no, it wasn't because we had no. to redo it. <laughs> so. I just love the text or the, the message that you sent me like either that night or the next day. You're like, there's no way we could do it. Your lighting is horrible. I was tired <laughs> yeah. of shit and you were plastered. It looked like you were in a fucking yeah, it looked like you were in uh like a saw uh uh saw house or you know, tr- you just uh, escaped something. I don't it know. It was fantastic. But 
I agree with you when it comes to, I think Alabama or Houston obviously has the best shot to win it because they're number one seats for a reason, blah, 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 blah. I would like to see my three teams, fuck Princeton, uh, my three teams, I would like to see San Diego State because West Coast, <laughs> also West Coast, Gonzaga, right? Yeah. Those are my two. Tr- and I really game. liked uh, how they played last night. And then my my underdog pick, I would like to see Florida Atlantic, even though they're playing that would, your that would boys, be fun. Kansas State. So that, that would that would be absolutely fun to, to see that because, like I said, they hadn't they hadn't won a single game in NCAA tournament. They had only one other appearance, and yeah, yeah, they're 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 two and oh, two and oh, man. But the games, and we're recording this about like 2 p.m. West Coast time. So we got San Diego State, Alabama tonight, Miami, Florida, Houston, Princeton, Creighton, Xavier, Texas. So all those I think are going to be pretty good games. I think Xavier, Texas is the one I have the least interest in just because there's really nothing there for me. But the other three, I feel like I have rooting interest for what? I, I mean, I would like Florida. I would like Florida uh, to beat Houston, San Diego State to beat Alabama, and then Princeton, Creighton. You get a good story out of either side. So, yeah, let's uh, let's move out of March Madness Casino to a little bit of NFL Madness, which is, uh, yeah, there's always NFL Madness. Shit, dude, I don't know. You sent me the whole list. I guess just. I mean, you wrote it in order for a reason. Just just start it. Just hit it. So since the last week, uh, free agency's kind of slowed down a little. It's crazy when we uh, I listened to last week's episode. The first 30 minutes of the episode, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. He, he went on Pat McAfee's show. He said Jets, Jets. Everybody's talking about Jets. It's been over a week at this point or a week. Uh, minimum and literally no movement no news from Packers no I told you what's gonna happen nothing no I I told you what's gonna happen the last episode if you listened I think it was last episode I don't know uh but no the yeah I know you never it's whatever uh the Packers (laughs) they, they don't have to do any they don't have to do anything until September they're just gonna sit on this shit they're gonna make Aaron Rodgers sweat it out the only the only issue is Fingers crossed for them. Like, if you're playing this hardball with Rodgers, he would lose money if he did this, but if he retired. But I think he's greedy as hell. He doesn't want to retire. I think he wants to get that last little bit of money that he has come to him. But so with that that being the case, he's he's just got to split it out. And he's got to wait for the Packers to be like, "Ah, yeah, okay, we'll finally make this trade. Because I really think that they have everything set. The Packers... To themselves, they haven't told the Jets this, that, yeah, I'm going to agree to this package. This is fine. They're just going to let it sit and marinate. And I can't love it enough. I love it, love it, love it. I mean, Aaron (laughs) Rodgers, again, we've had this rant. He did it so many years, so many years to so many people, not just the the organization of the Green Bay, but you, you string them on, you try to have all the power. They have the power now. And if you screw somebody over so many times, they're going to screw you back. Lube up, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they Now, they did. The Jets did, however, trade one of their wide receivers, Elijah Moore, to the Browns for draft picks. And 
most people think it's to get more draft capital to then trade Aaron Rodgers. You know, before we're about a month, I think we're almost exactly a month away from the draft. So the consensus right now is the Jets are kind of getting rid of the pieces they feel like they can get rid of to get more draft picks so they can literally send every one of those draft picks, probably two first rounds, a bunch of seconds, thirds, two Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers. Probably, I'm going to say it happens because Aaron Rodgers is an egomaniac, right? We know this. So he is not going to want to share the headlines or spotlight or whatever with the NFL draft. I think he makes this decision. I'm calling it now, Casino. I think he gets traded to the Jets the week the week so seven to three days before the draft okay so a week or up to three days before the draft so all the news story is about him leading into the draft i think that's when this move happens would i be uh would i put money on it yes i'm that confident i think that's when it happens and uh yeah, but I think at this point it's a done deal with uh the Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. Last episode we did talk, you were much more hesitant to say switching to another quarterback that really there's been no news on except for this weird fucking story, but when it comes to Lamar Jackson, I said it was about like a 99% chance he never plays for the Ravens again. Now uh, and you said you would thought he would they would work it out and come back to the Ravens like it was like I think you said sixty forty, and now a week later with all the like shit that. that's come or out, he, or he'd sit. Yeah, yeah, or he'd sit, and we'd have a Deshaun Watson situation where he doesn't get traded for a year and a half. In that week period, where it seems both sides have kind of like unofficially came out and been like, we're done with Lamar and Lamar's like, we're done with the Ravens. Do has your percentage changed? Do you think Lamar Jackson ever takes another snap in a Baltimore Ravens uniform? Do I, I honestly don't know. I, I don't know what's going on. Um, you have this Ken Francis dude coming out of absolutely nowhere. <laughs> to, like, like attempting to, as you said, uh, literally word for word, what you said, attempting to persuade the club personnel to enter into negotiations with Lamar Jackson. Like who, who? Yeah. And then Lamar Jackson. I I just, I I honestly just don't know anything now. I I just, it's just fascinating. I just want to sit back, buckle up and just let this, let this thing play out. It is absolutely insane. Like, yeah. And then Lamar Jackson, then, then came out and said, uh, this did, this wasn't happening. Uh, he said, stop lying on Twitter. He said, stop lying. That man never tried to negotiate for me. Now, interestingly enough, then what is it? Uh, two hours after that, he posted another thing that said, my business partner, Ken, and I will be dropping, uh, the hash or, uh, at the entire gym this summer, which I guess is a thing he's like promoting. So it's weird to be like Ken Francis, this Florida guy, he is trying to get teams, you know, 
trying to negotiate on Lamar Jackson's behalf. And then Lamar Jackson's like, he's not trying to negotiate for me. And then two hours later is like me and my buddy Ken are trying to sell this thing together. That just seems like a weird, like, so you do know this guy, you are working with him, but he's not talking to any teams. That just, again, just so uh, everything coming out of the Lamar Jackson camp is just weird to me. It always just seems like it's slightly different than what it should be, right? Like, no agent, weird guy. Like, I don't know. It's just, uh, but him on Twitter, I mean, he is definitely worth a follow now because he is just dropping either really weird cryptic shit or, like, when a news story will break about him, he'll just immediately reply to it. Like, that's bullshit. That never happened, blah, blah, blah. So, great time. Great. I love just getting news directly from NFL players. I wish that happened more often. Um, Uh, Let me, let me, let me set up the next two for you. Let me set up the next (laughs) two for you because these directly affect you. Um, First, let's start off as an Eagles fan. Yes. As an Eagles fan, um, Chancey Gardner Johnson will not be playing with the Eagles. He'll be playing with the lions. What do you think of this? How do you think, What's your take on how this went down? So the weirdest thing about this, and obviously as an Eagles fan, this has been one of, if not since the first Super Bowl year uh, where they won it, not like the first Super Bowl, but the in twenty the summer of 2016 to 2017, there was like, I remember messaging you a lot being like, oh my God, the Eagles got this guy. The Eagles got this guy. Like they signed this guy. It was like, one of those things where like every week they were signing like a new guy. It was like, uh, uh, I remember it being like LeGarrette Blunt, and then they got Alshon Jeffrey. LG. And it was like all these pieces that would end up like bringing home the Lombardi trophy that season. But this season, obviously they went to the Super Bowl, they lost. And they, this was the year where they had the big money invested in like, all these players on like one year deals, right? Yeah, they, so it tried, was like, they tried to do what the Rams did. Yeah. And it, I mean, it almost paid off if they could have got one fucking stop in the Super Bowl, it would have paid off. So they had a bunch of big name players who were big time contributors this season on one year, almost like prove it deals, right? And they lost now two big names they lost. And I think the other guys helped, you know, like obviously like TJ Edwards, but he wasn't one of those guys where I was like, they need to sign him. Three of the people I were like, they need to sign them were uh, Darius Slay, which ironically we talked about on last episode where it was like, he's gone. I was sad, but I was also kind of like, eh, he might be, he didn't look that good at the end of the season, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden they just bring him back. And then it was like, oh, the news was wrong. They didn't release him. They just like restructured his contract. And now he's coming back for three years. I'm happy to have him back. I feel like three years is a long time, but you know, we talked about this on last episode. If it's not guaranteed money, there's workarounds where you're not getting all that contract and blah, 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 blah. So happy for Darius Slay to come back, even though I think, is he still in his prime? I don't know. Because again, beginning of the season, he was fucking fire. He was shutting down Justin Jefferson. End of the season, he's getting burned deep by Kenny Galladay for a touchdown. So, you know, I don't know. 
I don't know. I'll hold judgment till next uh, season. Then it was James Bradbury, which I was like, you got to resign James Bradbury. He was one of, if not the best corner all season, last season with the Eagles, you know, the holding penalty aside, I don't put that on him, like blah, blah, blah. Everything no, besides that. About that. It's, it, that was the inconsistency of the, of the calling. That was, that wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't think he would have done that if the game, if the, he would have been called on holding in the first quarter. Right. But we already did that. Go listen to our Super Bowl podcast, blah, blah, blah. Now the two who I was like, who I was like, we can't, we should resign them, but if, but the market is not going to allow us to resign them was Hargrave who was the star defensive tackle for this line last season. Now, the only thing I was like, we're not getting him back and we didn't. And then he went and signed with the 49ers, which I was like, that's kind of a slap in the face to Eagles, but they offered him the most money. They needed it, whatever, whatever. I never fault people for going where the money is. Now here is the one that we're talking about, which is fucking weird because Chauncey Gardner Johnson was reportedly offered a three year, $24 million contract to stay with the Eagles. Okay. So he apparently, which is a good, again, for a position position like safety that's pretty like that's market value that's like you're not going to get a better deal than that case in point he then feels disrespected by that offer apparently allegedly all on twitter he's kind of confirmed this with what he said afterwards he thought he was worth more so then he goes and signs with the lions on a one-year eight million dollar prove it deal but uh, let's do the math real quick here, Casino. Uh, if you divide three years by twenty-four million, uh, you get eight million dollars a year. So, what? Well, it's because he thinks that he can prove now exactly what you said—a prove it year—that he can get more money after that. But I think this was a bad move, and it sounds like you do as well. Where you yeah. had the guarantee—I mean, not the guarantee—you had the contract. You had the contract. You had the the eight a year for three years. That was yours. That was your contract to sign. You didn't take it, and you're going to fall off again. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. Maybe we'll have a Geno Smith situation. I don't know. Not saying that he was bad last year, but like you said, a little, little worse off towards the end of the season. Um, maybe you just got tired, not as in shape. I don't, you know, that happens with any athlete. That's why you take time off and then you start working out. So by the time the season starts, you're in your prime and hopefully you can, you can sustain for the whole season. That's how professional sports work. That's how any sports work. Um, so can he sustain the entire time? I mean, question is, do you think they're going to be utilizing him as much? I think they do. I think they're going to have to because that secondary is awful in Detroit. Yeah. They're trying to really boost that up. He's going to be looked at through a magnifying glass this season. Um, Cause at least with the other players on the Eagles, you didn't have to have the spotlight. They helped you out. You have the spotlight now. Good yeah, luck. You're going to be Good one luck. of the vocal points of a Detroit lions defense that we talked about many times during the season was either 31st or 32nd, pretty much in every fucking category. So now I looked up 
who are the highest paid safeties, right? So you have Derwin James, Mika Fitzpatrick, and Jamal Adams as the three highest paid players. They are paid $19 million, 18.2, and $17.5 million a year. Now, again, those are for a Chargers team that hasn't had to really pay anybody yet, right? Because you have Austin Eckler being like, I'm being disrespected with how they're not giving me any fucking money, right? You still have Justin Herbert on a rookie contract. So let's see how much money the Chargers have to spend, you know, when they sign Herbert to a $300 million contract, right? And then you have Jamal Adams on the Jets, where again, let's see how much the Jets have to offer when they trade for Aaron Rodgers and all of a sudden they're paying that guy, what, $40 million a year? So it's like, you look at all the highest paid safeties, they're all on teams right now where it's like nobody else, especially on the offensive side of the ball, that's, is being I mean, that's paid a hot take right there. I mean, I just, that's research. That's research. That's data for you. <laughs> well, there's obviously guys who were paid more than, uh, than uh, uh, Chancey Gardner. But it, then it's like, look at the teams they're on. Like, the Chargers got knocked out in the wild card round. The Steelers didn't make the playoffs. The Jets didn't make the playoffs. Next up is Jesse Bates and Harrison Smith, you know, on the Vikings and Bengals. Neither of them got as far as the Eagles did. They're also AFC teams. So it's like, yeah, I, or except for, I mean, Harrison Smith is on the Vikings, but uh, the Vikings, we saw what happened to them. They got destroyed by the, the Giants. So it's like, this is the thing where it really, but this is, I was just going to say, this is one of those things where it comes down to, do you want to win or do you want money? This is not the same thing because Chancey Gardner-Johnson is getting paid the same amount of money to go to a worse team. So what? I don't get where the win is. Like, why would you not just take a prove-it deal with the Eagles? Why would you not just stay with the Eagles on a one-year $8 million deal for if you wanted to do a prove-it contract? I mean, like, in his defense, you lost coordinators. You're losing pieces left and right. That's not to change my feelings on that, that maybe that's what was going through his head. I mean, should he have stayed yeah. in my opinion? Yeah. But I mean, cause I mean, you're exactly what you said. It was the same money. You're not, it's yeah. the same money, but you want to prove it year, prove it instead of a guaranteed contract where you're going to make money and we'll see how this plays off. Uh, so continuing to talk about the Eagles, <sighs> um, Mr. Cowboy, Ezekiel Elliott, Mr. Feed Me, uh, still one of the worst tattoos I've ever seen in my life, and I've seen a <laughs> lot of tattoos. Um, again, hasn't been relevant since that contract that he got before he got let go yeah. by the Cowboys. He has not been relevant, um, but he's narrowed it down to um, – I didn't do my research on this one. You did. You said Bengals, Jets, Eagles. So let me throw this out for you before I get my opinions. Uh, Bengals. Say he goes to the Bengals. Do you think it makes the team better? Doesn't do anything because they've already kind of got a running game. Um, or where do you think? And where do you think the Bengals would be if they do get him? Uh, Jets, which would be scary for my Patriots, just because that's just another player, and the Patriots have trouble with run defense. Anyway, throwing that. But do you, does he go play with Rodgers? You know, 
is the Rodgers contract going to be too much for for him to go to the Jets? What's your take on that? And then also your Philadelphia Eagles. Um, do you think <laughs> that's going to be too crowded of a backfield with um, all the players that you have currently? Uh, and if if not, and say they get rid of one of the players that you already have in the backfield, which one would you like to see your team give up? And uh, do you think Zeke would be better in that position than one of the other players? Uh, so let me just first go. I don't think he would be good on the Bengals because the Bengals have Joe Mixon. They also don't have, uh, one of the better offensive lines in the league, right? That's been the issue with the Bengals is they have trouble protecting Joe Burrow. So one of the, one of the worst, one of the worst. Yeah. So, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, we've already seen the Cowboys always, always have one of the top what five to 10 offensive Offensive lines lines, in the league. So we've seen him. The jets don't have a better line than the Cowboys. The Bengals don't have a better line than the Cowboys. We've seen him running behind one of the better offensive lines in the league. And he's gotten worse every single year for the past four years. There's scouts out there and there's cowboy personnel who, you know, are doing the anonymous leaks to, uh, the league league sources and stuff like that. Just being like, he has no burst left. He's gone. His legs are gone. Like we've, uh, it, it sucks to be a running back in the NFL because you have what they say four years and then you just fall off a cliff, like production wise, we've seen it with him. Like everybody, everybody except Jerry Jones knew giving that second contract to Ezekiel Elliott was a mistake. And it was like, we saw Tony Pollard emerge the last three years. He's been better. Yeah. And so I just think for the Bengals and the jets, it doesn't make any sense at all. Now for the Eagles, my team, I've already seen what this, uh, what a Eagles running back who used to be a Cowboys running back look like with DeMarco Murray. Cause we got him for a year. He just, uh, kind of, disappeared and then by mid-season I believe he was on the bench so do I want Ezekiel Elliott absolutely not I think at this moment Gainwell's better I would take Boston Scott at the moment again not at their peaks but at the moment I take Gainwell I take Boston Scott and then the Eagles have a top 10 draft pick I'm on the Bijan Robinson running back from Texas I'm on the hype train I hope the Eagles draft him at 10. I don't think they will because the Eagles don't really draft skill position players. You know, Devontae Smith was such a big addition because it was kind of like the outlier pick. Eagles build throughout the trenches, offensive line, defensive line. I really think both their first round draft picks are just going to be defensive line or offensive line players. But give me Bijan Robinson over Ezekiel Elliott. I don't want... Zeke in an Eagles I hope he gets a job right I'm not saying I hope he doesn't end up on a team but I hope he doesn't end up on the Eagles because I don't want to see that stupid fucking feed me thing with the spoon but yeah Um, as far as where he does go I really think he might go to the Bills I think Bills would probably be the best fit that makes a lot of sense they need a running they need a run game I mean whether he's good or not like maybe that Maybe going to that team would re you know juice him back up, get him back out there. Well, I mean he's he's probably already well, juicing. I don't know, whatever. 
feed me. Well, they also lost, uh, if we remember, they lost Devin Singletary this offseason. So right. who even is going to be the Bills? Yeah, they don't, they don't have anybody. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, all right, Casino. Fair now enough. I'm setting up you for the next story, which is uh, you saw him when he was last. Actually, both of these quarterbacks you saw when they were in New England. Have you seen any of the Cam Newton? I will. I called it buffoonery, where he is throwing at Auburn pro days and saying, posting Instagram stories that he's better that there's not 32 quarterbacks in the NFL better than him. You saw him in New England. Do you think there are 32 starting NFL quarterbacks better than Cam Newton right now? Yes. All day. All day, every day. And that's nothing. I mean, really, I'm not trying to be mean to to Cam Newton at all. I'm, I'm not. And not just because his season was a little off. Um it's one of those things you haven't played much recently. Yes, you have one year, you know, the one year stint with New England. They didn't utilize you as well as they should have. Um, however, though, like you're you're still underthrowing balls. You're you're, you're getting picks. Um, your legs aren't what they used to be. Um, yes, you had a few rushing touchdowns, and I felt like the Patriots should have rushed him a little bit more because uh, a lot of the games that they won, he had more rushing than he did passing, but. When it comes to throwing, no, he's he's there. I, I mean, he's he's a worse Lamar Jackson. Where Lamar Jackson, <laughs> you know, he he gets injured. He's got some running, you know, running ability. He's got a decent arm, not the greatest arm, but he's got a good arm. Cam's Cam's below that. Cam's below that. Where he doesn't even have a decent arm anymore. Uh, at least that one year that he was with the Patriots, he was under throwing shit. wasn't good. Uh, and then his running wasn't what it used to be. He kind of had to have a wide open pocket for him uh, to, to get anything. He's not cutting back and doing crazy things like Lamar typically does. Um, so no, I, I don't think he is. I, there was no. a lot of quarterbacks in the league and you say 32 quarterbacks. So it's not every starting quarterback, but you have some backups that I would take over him as well. So no, I wouldn't. I mean, would he make a good backup on a team, a team that needs a good backup? Yeah, Sure. Fine, hire him. But no, I'm not going to make you a starting quarterback in the NFL when you haven't played. You've played a year in the last, what, four? Four years, something like that? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not, well, that's I'm not also kidding. the thing. The, no. So I agree with you. So that, that's I, if, where I'm at with that. Like, I don't know. Shove it up your ass. <laughs> but not, I, not, yeah. Not, not to be, again, I'm not being mean to him, but to say that you're better than that and better than 32 quarterbacks in the league? No. Fine. You're are you a good backup right now? Yes. But you you should have stayed in the league. You should have kept playing and you you could have been bouncing around during this whole last 2 years of the quarterback carousel. You might have had a starting job somewhere. But you don't. But I feel like he's one of those 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 players and quarterbacks who can't be a start <laughs> or backup quarterback, right? Like he just doesn't have the mindset of a backup quarterback, oh, no. which is good. Like you don't want your starting quarterback to have that mentality, but also I don't cause think issues. he's still a starting quarterback. So no. to have that mentality of we're like, oh well, I can't sit on the bench, and then it's like, all right, well, you're not starting, so you're either what, on what the bench, it, you're not. What, in the what league. if he became a, a backup quarterback and he pulled the, one of those Alex Smith moves when he was uh, playing for the Niners and he just went back on the field and they had two quarterbacks <laughs> yeah. standing on the field? 
I can see yeah. that. I can see that happening. I can see him being <laughs> petty also, enough to do that. Also, it's one of those things where it's like when you have guys in the league like a Brock Purdy, which is a seventh round quarterback who's a young guy who you just put in the right system and he flourished. Why would you take a risk on a clearly past his prime Cam Newton, right? Clearly. Like you have younger guys, you have four quarterbacks who people think could start, you know, on four teams right now coming out of this draft. So it's like every year you're getting a handful of guys who are 21, 22, 23 years old, where it's just like, put them with the right coach and right system. And they can definitely be better than what we saw Cam Newton be in his last couple starts. Like, let me, I don't think let that's me ask you this. Right. Let me ask you this. Do you think that, uh, he has his MV, his one MVP uh, trophy sitting in a trophy case in his room, and he just looks at it as he goes to bed every night. Yeah, like, and then I, every time I could, I could be before that. he I could passes be that. it, he that's just me. puts his hand on it. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> just... I'm an MVP. I can join, <laughs> jump back in this league. Yeah, I no. mean, that one year where he was 15-1 with the Panthers was a great year, but again, oh my gosh. it was an it, outlier. It, record. It, it, it was, it was, it was a, a season for the ages for the for that team, for sure. For sure. Yeah. But again, he's never been the same since in that Super Bowl against the Broncos. He didn't die for that fumble. Yeah, never uh, been literally, the same. I was about, I, you took the words out of my mouth. If you weren't going to say it, I was going to say that. Yeah, his decline was like all of a sudden when his brain shut off when he didn't die for that football. When he didn't yeah. die for that fumble. It's like the ball's there. I'm going to get hurt. You know, your, your quarterback, you got pads on. You'll be fine. You get CTE later down the road. I've never seen like the consensus on a player flip 180 like I did when Cam Newton did not die for that football. That it was, was like all story. of a sudden everybody was just like, oh, not a Cam Newton guy now. And it like got into his head and then he's just never been the same since then. It's so fucking weird. It's yeah. so fucking weird. But, so load me up with the other one. Well, speaking of the Panthers... We are oh, talking about, <laughs> before we dive to the last one, which is just <laughs> funny, uh, this one, Adam Thielen went to the Panthers. Uh, significant move for the Panthers. Casino. I think it's huge. I think it's great. I do too. I like Thielen. I think I, he, I, I think be... he needs to be, go for it. I'll let you speak and then I'll, I'll say my, my two cents on it. No, I think with them losing more, right, to uh, the Bears, like, this is one of the teams where it's like they clearly need a wide receiver. I think they should still probably draft one in the second or third round. And then you have Thielen there, who has been a number one wide receiver in this league. Last year we saw him, or since Justin Jefferson came in the league, we've seen him be a pretty competent number two, like, He's still got some legs under him. He's still got some oh, good years I just left. Think, so. Yeah, I 100% think that just the issue was is not that he's fallen off a cliff or anything because he was still making really good plays. It was Jefferson's just that much better. Yeah. He's just that much better. So I think Thielen going there and, and now being – you walk in as the number one receiver with them having the pick they do and getting most likely the Bryce Young or whatever, like – you're 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 sitting good. I'm I'm happy with what they've done. I think the Panthers yeah. have a big bounce back next year. Um 
with what they've done in the offseason and potentially still can through the draft and maybe even yeah. something before that. Like, well, I'm telling you, with the with the NFC East or with the NFC as wide open as it is, like I really like what the it, Panthers and, and, and the Lions division. have been doing. Yeah, yeah especially exactly. that division. So yeah. like, I'm 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 all for that. I like that those team those two teams we had talked about last season. They're right there on the brink. They're 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 right there from being a playoff team, and yeah. maybe even winning a playoff game. And they're making moves this season this off season to do that. I, I yeah. really like that. Um, I think it's going to yeah, be a lot I'm of fun to watch. I'm buying stock in Panthers and Lions next season. I'm buying stock. Yeah. All right, Casino. Now get your dancing shoes on because new uh, Las Vegas Raiders quarterback, Jimmy G, was offered a lifetime VIP membership to Larry Fence Hustler Club, the strip club that is within walking distance to Allegiant Stadium. Yeah. Uh, my only question to you, Casino – how many times have you been to Larry Flint's Hustler Club in Las Vegas in your life? Zero. I've been I'm, there once. I'm more of once. a crazy horse three kind of guy. Hmm. Uh, I don't think either of us are strip club guys, right? No. I've but... been to crazy horse three tw- twice. Once was with you guys where Max bet $10 for a water that was this size. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then we, we giggled and walked out because we were children. Um, and then then the other time was for a bachelor party, which I stayed like a half hour, felt very uncomfortable. It's with, I was with my wife, my current, uh, I don't say current wife because I have only had one with my wife at that time. And she was fine with me going, I was like, "Ah, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel good. Um, wholesome (laughs) as I'm showing my ring. (laughs) Yeah. No, um, no, but I've been there zero times, but, uh, should he should he take this 100% buddy this is lifetime this is yeah. lifetime buddy uh, especially you're, if you're jimmy if you're a a young good looking quarterback in like las vegas or whatever like live it up you're in the division with patrick mahomes and justin herbert nobody expects you to become uh to come in more, like higher than third place in your own division so live it up you're 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 gonna play 10 games this season before you get hurt again, right? So with those 10 weeks or with the weeks you're definitely not playing, like just live it up. Go to uh Larry Flint's Hustler Club. I've been there once. It looks like every strip club, for those who haven't been to it, it looks like every strip club in a movie that gets shot up, right? Like it looks Fair like it's, it's like, a two-story uh, one, too. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it, it, if you've seen one strip club, you've seen them all. It's just different colored lights. It's low lighting. It's strippers. I mean, Jimmy G have a ball, but, yeah, uh, and you know casino- what? And it's crazy as, as of like, I'm, I'm pulling it up now. Cause I, I, I know that, uh, he was dating, uh, dating a chick for a while that Alexandra King, uh, lady that he met, um, for a little bit, but as of, January of this year, January 18th, Garoppolo, Garoppolo claims that he is currently not involved in any relationship and allegedly single as of now. However, he has been rumored linked and uh, that uh, linked with two two women that he's been talking to, which is Alexandra King and and Kyra Mia. So it sounds like he's just out there dating again. That was a January update. I couldn't find anything sooner on such quick thumb through so 
to my knowledge, unless I, I didn't, an article didn't pop up of something sooner uh, or more relevant. Uh, yeah, you're single. Go, go, go. And you said it's walking distance. It is. Um, it is walking distance, but uh, Crazy Horse 3 is closer, actually. But regardless. Really? Yeah. I did not Crazy know Horse 3 is right off of Russell. You know much more about the strip clubs in this town than I thought you I, would, Casino. I, I used to work down the street from that spot. So, so Casino, is there any news in the NHL before we get into the NBA and get out of here? Yeah, there's a bit. Uh, not, I'm not going to go too hard into it. Um, I'll get into next week because next week there'll be like six games left in the NHL before the playoffs. I'll really hit that hard uh, next week. I'll do a lot of writing up on that. Um, kind of just the main thing coming out is you have the pride night going on and scheduled for a lot of the teams. I know we talked about this, um, earlier in the, in the season about, uh, earlier in the season about one of the teams, I, f- I forget which team it was, the Flyers, the Philadelphia Flyers and the one player from Russia, not wanting to wear pride jerseys, just not going out, out of the locker room. Um, yeah. well, more players and more teams, some have, not canceled Pride Nights, um, to my knowledge. I haven't read any of that, but they have players that aren't getting in, getting involved. So this has actually been a big talking point, as you could probably guess. Uh, players not coming out for warm-ups in their Pride gear. Um, a lot of the reasons, if you think about it, NHL is not not like the NFL, or the NHL or baseball, where a lot of the players are from the U.S. Um, other players are from other parts of the country or other parts of the world. So like there's a 5%, um, 5%, uh, like rush around five Russian demographic. And a lot of people are trying to push the whole Putin thing. Well, they've got a little bit of ground to stand on, on that is, uh, they're, they're not wanting to to do it because apparently Putin's law against the LGBT, uh, bleh, the, I always get I get that tongue tied. LGBTQ plus. No, you community. got it right. Yeah. Thank you. I I know it. I just can't say it. I get tongue tied every time. So uh, he put out laws in Russia that like anybody that's not just like part of that community, but promoting that, it's against the law. So these players that are done, say the NHL, and they go back, they're being watched. Apparently, is what a couple mm. players have brought up. So. They're doing this on a safety standpoint, so you got to be okay with it there, whether they agree with it or not. You know, well, this is also what publicly can't get out and say it, they can't publicly go out and and say anything. Um, a lot of yeah, a lot of the the players are are scared, um, from from this that are it's like the Russian players or other players who are don't go against their their country's religious beliefs. And again, there's a massive, massive demographic that play for the NHL that are not American born or from yeah. America or, or plan on staying here after their hockey career. They're out here on basically a, you know, a work situation. Um, so you have that going on. Um, like the, the, uh, the stall brothers, and this is the other flip side uh, who play for uh uh, the Panthers, um, the Florida Panthers, they, they're saying they have no judgment. Uh, this whole quote is after many thoughts and prayers and discussions, we have chosen not to wear our pride Jersey tonight. 
we carry not both judgment. We, we carry no judgment on how people choose to live their lives and believe that all people should be welcome in the aspects of the game of hockey. Having said that, we feel that by you, by us wearing a pride jersey, it goes against our Christian beliefs. Uh, we hope you respect respect our statement. We will not be speaking any further on this, and we just hope to try, hope to have help the Panthers win a cup. So, players' religious beliefs are coming out on this. Players' safety from other country laws that they live in are coming out about this. So it's a very touchy subject, but I feel like this is this has just been a very big talking point in the NHL. Um, Start of the beginning of the year, and now it's really getting prevalent as more Pride Nights are coming out. Um, but uh, just kind of want to throw that out there. Um, well, my whole my whole take on this, this, my whole take on this kind of thing is like when it comes to like uh, breast cancer awareness and LGBTQ like aware i don't know it's even like awareness or support or whatever the fuck it is it's like people need to realize all these are by major companies like this all it is is a means to make money like people act like it's like oh well the nhl like supporting gay it's like no they aren't they're just doing this so they can sell another kind of jersey and so they can have groups and organizations be like we should give money to the nhl because they support us like i always hate like this kind of shit when it comes from like major corporations where it's like you know every fucking the second it becomes pride month it's like companies change their logo to rainbow flags 1201 of it not being pride month it just goes right back it's all like bullshit philanthropistic uh practices of just being like hey guess what gay people will buy our products so we have to for a month be like we love gay people and then for 11 months never mention it again like it's like all so fucking just uh like theater of the consumeristic practices of like the culture we live in it's all fucking bullshit i don't i support gay people i don't give a single flying fuck if nhl players wear pride jerseys like that doesn't change my mind on gay people or the nhl like right who gives I, and i agree fuck? with that um i agree with that uh I'm, I'm in the same i'm in the same boat as that as you um and so this is a great one. So um, for like, again, I just to kind of reiterate on a lot of people have been trying to bring this to like uh, a Russian thing where most, you know, the players from Russia just don't want to, they don't believe in it. It's like, no, they're actually scared for their, their lives, whether they believe in it or not. Uh, so Ben Noble, he's a associate professor of Russian politics at the University College of London. Uh, told the athletic he goes these are legitimate fears if we put on a pride jersey um, then there is uncertainty regarding how this would be interpreted by law enforcement in russia and that's a risk and so people don't know the authorities of russia so he he says the authorities have the power to enforce this and other legislative selectively it's up to them to decide whom they go after it's their call it's their decision on how they we saw it with we saw with it with how it worked with uh britney griner you know, yep. Like they're gonna say what they want. They're gonna make 
things up as it goes and and because it's up to their decision is how their justice system and their law works over there so for people just russia specifically they're these players are worried about it because say they do wear it you you don't know how that's going to be taken by law enforcement when you go back home after your nhl career is over because they may put you on a list who knows well it's also Um, just like so so that's been a big talking point but uh yeah i just i just wanted to touch on that and again next week i will go hard into individual teams players stats where we're at what those matchups look like and get into my predictions next week well the last little Uh, button on that is just like yeah if we need to stop and by we i mean like americans need to stop viewing the world through the american scope which is not applicable in almost any other country so it's just like if foreign players are like hey i don't want to wear this kind of jersey because that could potentially cause problems for me. Your response should not be like, oh, you're a bigoted asshole. Your response should be like, that makes fucking sense. Why do I give a shit if uh, NHL player number 133 doesn't want to wear a pride jersey? Like, who gives a fuck? Because it fuck? might get his family killed in another country. Well, or- and then it's just like other people being like, it's my religious beliefs. Like, okay. Like, I don't get what that has to do with playing hockey or playing really any sport and like wearing a rainbow jersey. Like, again, these two, these like melding of different cultural things. It's like, I just want to watch hockey and I don't give a flying fuck who, as long as they're not like gay people shouldn't exist and I want them all dead. Like as long as they're not saying yes. shit no, like no, that, like nobody who said gives that. And fuck? even and even the ones that, uh, like the obviously the, the ones who you know scared of law enforcement in other countries and yada yada. But like those with the religious beliefs, he's like they can kind of they can do what they want. But like for my personal belief, that's I this is my reason I'm not going to do it. But yeah. I just wanted to touch on that a little bit because I know we talked about it in a previous episode, the beginning of the season. It's just escalated a little bit more. Um, and again, I just want to watch hockey as well. And you know, it's just sports. Pe- people just aren't want to watch people sports. aren't watching those. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, people just won't watch the hockey. Like anyway, and and it's because what you're saying is corporations—they're just pushing it. They don't really give a shit. They're just pushing it so they can sell another jersey and they can be yeah. inclusive. Which is, I mean, in in reality, which would be a great thing, but the whole shoving it down your mouth because well, it be we a- have to be. Uh, or because we care, you, they don't care. Corporations just yeah. care about money. We've talked about this. Corporations Again, care about money. They be, only care. It'd be great if it wasn't so transparent to what they're actually doing. Because again, oh, right. it's only a big deal around certain times. And then it's like never mentioned again. If it yeah, wasn't so silence. transparent for that, then nobody would have an issue with yeah. it or it would be a thing. But right. let's NBA. get into... Speaking, NHL is almost ending. Well, so is the NBA. The season ends basically the weekend of April, like, 7th through the 9th. So we got next week's episode and then the weekend after. So I'm not going to go big into NBA because obviously we're running out of time. The one thing I do, however, want to talk about in the NBA is 
the East at the moment. The West, I really thought there would be more teams making a bid for that number one spot from the Nuggets, but looks like the Nuggets uh, are going to hang on to the number one seed unless something crazy happens, which I don't think it will because the closest team to them are still three and a half games back with, I think there is... The big question is, right can they now. do it into the One, playoffs? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, they're, they're looking so good. They're looking strong. Yeah. So there's like 11 games left, uh, around 11 te- or games for most teams. But what I want to talk about and what we will talk about before we get out of here today, last topic is the East, however, is heating up with the Bucks right now on top 40 or 52 and 20, Celtics 50 and 23rd, and then Casino my Philadelphia 76ers third place with 29 or 49 and 23 record. They are three back from the number one seed, only a half a game back from the Celtics. I, uh, this is, you know, that, uh, that meme where it's the porn star making the face. And then it says, Oh my God, you're going to make me. And then people put in the words right now. That word for me would be one of my favorite gifts. (laughs) It's it's memes. Because in the last 10 games, the Bucks are seven and three. Obviously, I still think the Bucks are the best team, probably in the whole NBA right now, definitely in the East. The Celtics, however, five and five in their last 10. The 76ers, nine and one. So the Sixers have been on fire recently. Now the competition has not been really. Uh, anything to write home about in those 10 games. However, their final 11 will be a true test to see how good the Sixers actually are. Their next 11, Warriors, Suns, Nuggets, Mavericks, Raptors, Bucks, Celtics, Heat, Hawks, Nets. So the next outside, two outside of, out, There was two games in there. There was the the Raptors and the Hawks. Yeah. Besides those and, two, and, everybody else is crushing it. Well, and then there's that span where on a Sunday they play the Bucks, on a Tuesday they play the Celtics, and then on a Thursday they play the Heat. And gotcha. that's just on the East. On the West side uh, of their schedule, the next three games are Warriors today, then Suns tomorrow, and then Monday Nuggets. So you have three games in a four game span right there where you're playing three of the best teams in the West, you know, not record wise, but probably like can beat any team any night wise. So yeah, uh, I'm irrationally, uh, irrationally hopeful of the Sixers at the moment. Again, three games back. uh, But yeah, the real test and we'll talk about how well they did next uh episode against you know tonight warriors then suns then nuggets but yeah casino both our children are making it so we have to end this podcast a little sooner than we would like but we will be back next week to obviously talk about all the march madness fallout the nhl and nba seasons getting closer and closer to the playoffs that is a loud dog bark (laughs) and on that note This has been the Only Sports Podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Adios.